Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Pandemic Parenting Sucks. And it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a bit. Uh, granted, we are in the Midwest, so we were doing better than Texas was last week. We did get, as my children say, snowocalypse or snowmageddon or, you know, whatever you want to call it. We did get two solid snow days. Um, which did affect me getting my second vaccine. I had to wait till later to get it. And it affected a lot of people after me because of supply issues. They, they weren't able to get the vaccines to us. A couple things went on. So last Sunday, we had a snowstorm or severe winter weather warning, whatever you want to call it, for our area, for, um, Freezing rain, freezing ice. Uh, Sunday was a lot of ice, lots and lots of ice on Sunday. And then on Monday came the snow, up to 10 inches of snow. We got roughly between Sunday and Monday, like eight, eight inches. People below, below us, so in counties below us, got 10 to 12 inches. People above us got more. So we were in a band where we got less, but we got more ice than other areas did. So I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with the Midwest and specifically Illinois weather, but we had snow, ice, snow. So that made very, very slick conditions. We also had a lot of blowing. So visibility was kind of shot, um, especially on Monday and Tuesday even was not that great. However, um, by Wednesday and Thursday, we still had snow and ice, but we were able to drive around and the roads were clear enough. But I'll talk about that when I talk about Thursday. Um, so Sunday evening, all overnight, Monday morning, Monday all day, we had snowocalypse. So all of my kids' activities were canceled on Monday. Monday was also President's Day, so school was canceled for my for myself and for my children anyway. So that was not a huge deal. But um, even though we've been informed there are no longer snow days, so even if it does snow and school has to be closed once we're back to in-person, they will just have to get on electronic devices and they haven't figured out, out how they're going to do that yet, if they're going to have the kids just take their electronics home with them every day now, or just on days where we might get snow. I, I don't know. The last winter storm we had last month, they told us we were going to get an inch. We woke up to 11 inches, so they wouldn't have had the kids take their stuff home because we were only supposed to get an inch of snow. So again, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. I was supposed to get my second vaccine on Tuesday, but everything was closed because of the um, winter storms. So with everything being closed because of the winter storms, I wasn't able to get my second vaccine until um, Thursday. My 11-year-old was also supposed to have his spelling bee on Tuesday, but because of all the snow and everything, everything was closed then too. So that also got moved to Thursday. My husband, thankfully, was able to stay home Monday and Tuesday and work from home downstairs in the makeshift home office. But the with that, it 
he's home which i don't have to worry about him being on the road which is nice but he never came upstairs so it was still me responsible for all the parenting activities those days that he did stay home so monday and tuesday also it was too cold to go play out in the snow which was unfortunate it was still negatives uh wind chill negative 10 negative you know between negative 10 and zero wind chill every day still so the kids couldn't go out and play so that was kind of like a tease here's the snow but you can't play in it so that's the funnest part of snow but um also with this I didn't want to go out and play in like the negatives so that was nice not having to go out and play in the negatives the and it stayed negatives all week we did not get above freezing until the next Saturday so this past Saturday we got above freezing but when I say above freezing it was uh like 32 31 ish like it was just above freezing we didn't even get into double digits until Friday so we had 22 straight days of below freezing and we had 15 straight days of below zero so again, welcome to Illinois in the winter. Yesterday was 55. So within a week, we went from negative 10 to 55. Again, welcome to Illinois. The Because of the snow, putting off everything, it kind of messed up my schedule a little bit because I had prepped my week to be useless and not able to function and by doing that I worked ahead so I did stuff I didn't need to do ahead of time I recorded lectures for live classes just in case I felt bad and it came back and bit me in the butt because we put it off and now I'm actually behind this week because of the side effects I did experience so nothing really happens on Wednesday we go to Thursday Thursday is the day everything is scheduled so um Thursday, I have my second vaccine at nine in the morning. So I had to get up and go to the vaccine site, which was a building on the community college campus, which works out really well because my 11-year-old also had his spelling bee on the community college campus that day. So I go in and it's it's like a big um, cattle call area. So we're there and I'm waiting in line. There's probably 50 people in front of me. They're getting checked in. When we get checked in, we're pushed to another line in another room. And there's like desks and pods where you go and get your shot. And once you get your shot, you're put in another area and you have to time yourself for 15 minutes. So all said and done, I got there at little before nine so like 8 55 because my appointment was at nine. And last time I got there too early and they made me go wait in my car because, you know, social distancing and stuff like that. So I got there at 8.55. I got in line. After all was said and done, getting my shot and waiting the 15 minutes afterwards, I was out by 10.15. So it took a little over an hour to go through all the lines, check in, do everything. And I, I see why they're doing that. They could do way more people at once. When I went and did it at the actual health department, they could only do... 15 of us at once and again they were doing like 50 of us at once here so I I understand why they were doing it it just the process went from a half an hour to an hour and 15 minutes 
uh, when I was getting my vaccine, they had a nursing student do it, which I think is great. You know, they can get practice doing it. They were supervised. I have no issue at all with having nursing students practice giving vaccines or anything. They were very polite, no issue there. When I was getting my vaccine, though, the lady that was supervising the nursing students, so she was supervising like four students, the lady that was supervising the nursing students was talking to me and she's like, this is going to knock you on your butt. And I had had a friend who previously got hers a week before mine and she said she was absolutely miserable. So I kind of was expecting it. And I was like, do we have like a timeline? When will this knock me on my butt? Like, when should I be worried about this? And for those of you that are going to get the vaccine, the second shot or whatever, she said 10 to 12 hours. So 10 to 12 hours after you get your first vaccine is when you start really feeling your second vaccine, which I was like, oh, that's going to be amazing. Great. Thank you. Uh, My arm was already starting to hurt within an hour of getting my second vaccine, which was unfortunate because I think it took four or five hours for my arm to start hurting the first shot. I was fine after they gave me the shot. I was fine when I sat there for the 15 minutes. Everybody was sitting in their own chairs for 15 minutes. It was, we had to time ourselves. Um, And I go to check out and I have to give them all my paperwork to scan, my barcode to scan. We got little QR codes telling us who we are and they had to scan those in and check us out and we had to turn in our insurance documents and everything. So I'm waiting to go get scanned out and the uh, lady that was scanning me out goes, this is going to kick you on your butt. I hope you don't have any plans for tomorrow and you have 10 hours. Hurry up and get everything you need done today, done today and try to work ahead for tomorrow. And I'm like, ah, all the pressure. I'm like, well, right after this, I'm going to a spelling bee. And so I went over to the spelling bee for my 11 year old. He, it was the county spelling bee. The next is regional. And then after regional is nationals. Unfortunately, he did not advance, but I know it upset him a lot, but it kind of, I was, I don't want to say happy about it, but I was relieved he made it incredibly close. He made it all the way to the last round. So the very last elimination, he got out in the last round of eliminations, which was the best case scenario for me. I know he wanted to go on to regionals, but it was the best case scenario for me because we don't have to study spelling words anymore. It was starting to really stress him out and he was getting upset over it. And there's a kid in the town over that has won the regionals the past three years and he was at the county spelling bee so I knew that even if my son did advance to regionals he would not win regionals because this child was still eligible to compete that being said my fifth grader made it to the last round and all of the people that advanced were sixth through eighth graders um the youngest was one was a sixth grader and almost everybody else was eighth graders that advanced so I feel very proud of him for doing that and I'm very happy it is done (laughs) the and uh, again I recognize the kid from the other town that had won the three previous years um and this is his he has one more year after this before he ages out but um, he's been to the National Spelling Bee twice. So they only take one from regionals, one winner. So I kind of knew that regionals would be our end point. 
And that's a lot of stress in studying for something that you know you're not going to advance on. Um, so I'm really, really glad we were done with it. And we, you know, we don't have to study spelling words anymore. He made it really far. He, you know, made it top in the district out of all of our schools, which is a lot because we do have a lot of kids. We have like 824 elementary students that he competed against. So that made me happy there. And he was the last student from our school district still participating. So I was incredibly happy, very proud, and incredibly relieved to be done with everything. And it was a really snowy day. The roads were crap. I slid around a little bit. Granted, I drive a minivan, and I'm not the best defensive driver. I don't do great on icy and snowy conditions, but the the and going all the way back to what I said, we had ice, then snow. And then the snow melted and iced again because, again, on Thursday, it still is not above 20 degrees outside. I think the high was like 22. So it's very cold still, and the cars driving on it are causing it to melt. And then at night when there's no cars on it, it's refreezing. And when it's plowing, they can't get the very final layer of ice up with the plows. So it's becoming a bit of an issue there. And that's what I was experiencing sliding around in my minivan. My husband's little car did much better than my minivan did. Uh, we have, we live at the bottom of a hill and we have a stop sign at the top of the hill. And that stop sign is just a suggestion when the weather is gross. It's not something we're going to do. <laughs> it, I make sure nobody's coming, but... I do a slow like roll through stop because if you stop there, you do slide and you do get stuck a lot. So that's fun. Um, but it was nice getting through the spelling bee. It was nice getting my second vaccine. I'm not going to lie. It feels very um, odd. I don't know. Surreal. Maybe might be a better word for it that I've got my second vaccine and in two weeks I'll be fully, you know, fully effective. And I was like, do we, do we get to take weekend trips this year? Do we get to take small little vacations this year as a family? I mean, that'd be great. Do we get to do that? Um, that'd be nice. I, I know no huge vacations and no amusement parks or anything like that, but it'd be nice to be able to just go and do smaller vacations. They let the kids do stuff. They've been in the house for so long. Um, starting to feel guilty about it the yesterday I had to take my kids to activities and I had to drop my three-year-old off with my husband and this is the first time she's ridden in the van and left the house and gone anywhere since Christmas Eve and she outgrew all of her shoes and I didn't realize it because she hasn't been wearing shoes so she had to wear her snow boots to go pick up her dad. And when I put her in the van, she was excited just to ride in the van. So I felt like the worst parent ever because she hasn't left my house since Christmas Eve. And the kids are starting to get very, very excited about going back to school in person, even though I'm fairly certain the only reason our school district is giving in and having the kids go back to school in person is because the state mandatory, federal government mandatory achievement tests. 
So standardized testing has to be done by the middle of April and they can only test students that are physically in the building. They cannot have students do the achievement test at home because of cheating and everything. So they have to test them in the building. So I honestly think that's one of the reasons. And we're only going to be like my kids will only physically be at school for 12 school days and six to nine of those school days will be spent doing achievement tests. So I'm not sure how I feel about that. I think that's kind of crap that they're, I'm selecting for them to go back and possibly get exposed to COVID to do essentially state mandated achievement tests. But that's probably a rant for another day. We'll see when it actually comes through and what the actual, if they're just going to spend all day testing, I may pull my kids back to completely remote. If they're going to, you know, spend an hour testing, but the rest of the day in school working on stuff, then I'll have them in school. It's Six to one. I just don't know yet. Um, the We also got informed that they are having a picture day the first day they get back to school. So, you know, there's that. They're, my kids are B days. So they are Thursday, Fridays. And their picture day is Thursday. So literally their first day of school back. They're also having a picture day. That's not stressful at all. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's fun. The, but I'm so off topic. I'm sorry, everybody. The back to my side effects. So I got home from the spelling bee at noon. It was like 1230. Had lunch. My husband went back to work because he stayed at the spelling bee also. And I was feeling okay. My arm hurt. Again, my arm started hurting fairly soon after getting vaccinated. My arm hurt, but otherwise I was feeling fairly okay. So I was like, okay, that's fine. You can go to work. I I think I got this. And I was good until right about nine or 10 at night. And then I started shaking so violently. My teeth were chattering. I couldn't stop shaking. I had horrible chills. I was freezing. I slept with a heating pad just to stop shaking enough to get some sleep. Uh, Tylenol was not helping with the chills and the shivers. I got a fever. I had a fever that was bouncing between 99 and 101. For all of, I got my shot on Thursday. So all of overnight on Thursday, All of Friday, I had fevers and chills and headaches and nauseous. So I woke up, still fevers and chills. I was, I still taught both of my classes live online, but I was having quote unquote technical difficulties and couldn't turn my camera on. Essentially, I was laying on the bed with the computer by my face and still teaching and lecturing. I mean, they don't know any better. And quite frankly, they're probably doing other homework while they're in my class anyway. So I managed to teach both of my classes Friday. I got my kids in school. I got my kids, you know, doing their virtual learning until 1230. And then they also had their speech program in the afternoon. I was able to do all of that. Kind of still wanted to die, but I didn't. The... Again, all of Friday, chills, fever, 
headache, really nasty headache. Like I, the headache was so bad. It woke me up out of my sleep at like two in the morning and I almost couldn't walk to the kitchen to get headache medicine because it hurt so bad. I felt like my hallway was 500 miles long and my arm hurt still. And then sometime Friday afternoon, I got very, very nauseous. I never threw up this whole time. And I've heard some people actually vomited because of the nausea. I just didn't want to eat anything. Any food smelled horrific. The sound of my children chewing made me want to vomit. I was incredibly nauseous. I lived on Pedialyte popsicles, and I don't know if you guys have seen those, but they are pretty much on point. Like, I loved Pedialyte popsicles, especially having a fever, and then also not eating or drinking that much. The, I think I maybe ate some crackers for, like, a three-day period. I did not eat very much. I was very, very, very nauseous. Sometime... Saturday night. So Friday and Saturday, fevers, chills, arm hurt, headache, nauseous. Sometime overnight on Saturday, between Saturday and Sunday, my fever broke. I woke up and I was completely soaking wet. I thought, you know, maybe my three-year-old got in bed and wet the bed. I thought maybe my cat peed on me. Thought maybe I peed. It was just so soaking wet and my fever broke. So I felt better that way. I still had a headache on Sunday, but I felt better. I could handle just a headache and the nausea was pretty much gone on Sunday. So I was able to start eating again. And by Monday, I was back to normal. So yesterday was Monday. So Monday, I was back to normal and didn't have an issue there. I'm still lethargic, but I don't know if I'm lethargic because, you know, life or if it's lingering side effects of that. I will say that the fuzzy headedness was there the whole time too, but it was not the worst side effects. So I didn't really focus on it. I had a couple instances of tunnel vision and lightheadedness also. I probably should not have been home alone with the kids on Friday. I was worried about getting hallucinations or delusions from fevers and side effects. So I told my 11-year-old, you know, if mommy starts sounding weird or talking about things that are not there, or if you can't understand what mommy's saying, you need to call grandma and papa right away. So he was aware of what was going on. I pretty much parented from like laying on the couch or got all the kids in my bedroom and we all watched a movie while I laid in the bed. And that was Friday, Saturday, and most of Sunday for me. Weekends are when I do all of my work for the week because during the week I have no time between the kids doing school and then me also doing live classes. I don't have time to do my pre-recorded classes. I don't have time to grade or lesson plan or anything. So I do all of that on the weekends. Well, my weekend was pretty much shot. I recorded one lecture and felt like I ran a marathon. I had to keep pausing and stopping while doing it. So it's very uh, choppy. It's not, it doesn't flow well. I was losing train of thought very, very easily while doing it. So it's like not the best lecture I've ever done. But it was there and the kids had it. 
So I'm like really behind this week and scrambling and trying to catch up. And my night class starts this week. I have a class that I'll be teaching on Wednesday nights and it's four hours live. So 5.30 to 9.30, I'm in a live class over Zoom with students teaching them. It's an accelerated course. It's five weeks. So it sucks that it's four hours, but it's only one night a week for five weeks. So I kind of like power through it. It's great pay. So I always pick them up whenever I can, even though I'm totally not feeling it this time. I'm just so exhausted. And again, I don't know if it's just the winter blues and blahs are getting me that we've been trapped inside forever because it's been negative temperatures and we can't go outside. Um, we were able to get the kids outside and let them go sledding and stuff on Saturday and Sunday because it got above freezing. And then on Monday it got up to 55 and all the snow's gone. So I'm glad we got the sledding in. Um, my husband took him sledding. I stayed inside and like laid on the couch because I still was not feeling great. I still had a fever on Saturday and the... But they liked it. They The kids love the snow and they can play out in it. Um, I made the mistake of trying to do laundry on Saturday, which was unfortunate, not because I didn't feel good, but it was unfortunate because even though it was close to above freezing, it was not above freezing. So the kids, like the kids got to go out and play. It was like 27. So I'm like, it's close enough. I could totally run my laundry machine. I was wrong. My laundry machine was still frozen and I flooded my garage. So mind you, I still have a fever and chills and feel like I want to die. I flood my garage. So I'm spending hours cleaning up the mess. We're running space heaters and everything just so I can do laundry downstairs in my garage because whoever built my house decided putting a laundry room inside an uninsulated unheated garage was an amazing idea granted when they did this they didn't have front loaders they just had top loaders so it probably was a non-issue but when you have front loaders and the seal freezes and doesn't have a good seal then we flood the laundry room so that's very unfortunate, and that happened Saturday, but I, once you flood it once, then you can continue to do laundry. So even though we flooded it once, I was able to continue on and continue doing laundry. So um, after that, the rest of Saturday, rest of Sunday, I was able to do laundry. I have not been able to do laundry in almost 20 days because when it gets too cold, my laundry room freezes. So I can't do laundry. So we were, we were probably two days away from wearing Halloween costumes. Um, I know the kids maybe had one or two pairs of underwear left. So that's why we were, I was pushing to get the laundry done. And, you know, I set a timer. I was flipping loads every hour and two days straight of that and I've got almost all of the laundry caught up and of course you know kids wear clothes you wear clothes so it's not caught up anymore but it was basically caught up but I did flood everything in my garage and it pissed me off the this is the first time I've done it in a couple years because it hasn't got that cold or that gross outside but this year got really cold and really gross. So I flooded my garage while I felt like crap. 
and this week so far has gone fine again just tired but it could just be my normal state of existence at this point and the my husband did get his second vaccine yesterday and he had fevers and chills last night um but he went to work today because he is very stubborn and he works better at work than he does at home which i don't blame him i work better at work when i could go to work i work better at work than i do at home i think a lot of people do so he went ahead and went to work this morning i'm hoping he gets through it and doesn't want to feel like he wants to die by noon today but i'm worried that he's pushing it too hard it hasn't even been 24 hours so i'm worried he's going to kick himself and hurt himself and I really need him tonight while I teach my four-hour class. So I'm hoping he gets, he has the ability to slow down today, even though I don't think he will. But yeah, there's that. That's, that's this week. This week has been very eventful. Am I happy that I got the second vaccine? Damn right I am. Would I get it again, even though I got really, really sick? Yeah, I would. And I've had people call me stupid. I posted on um, Facebook my symptoms and what I was experiencing. And I had somebody yelling at me that, how is it that I got vaccinated and they're an older individual with health conditions and they couldn't get vaccinated, but I could get vaccinated. And basically, like, I was selfish taking their vaccine. And then I had another person call me a stupid or a sheep because I took a vaccine that's going to mess with my DNA, is what their exact words were. And that I took something that's going to make me sick, even though I haven't been sick. Um, knock on wood, my myself, I have been able to, myself and the children have even my husband, to some extent, have been able to not have any COVID scares. We have not had to quarantine because of exposures or anything because we haven't left our house. Again, my three-year-old had not left the house since Christmas Eve. So because we have had limited to no exposure to anybody, we've not had to quarantine or isolate this entire time. And the closest I've come to experiencing COVID-like symptoms since the whole COVID scare started has been the vaccine. Also, mind you, I am fairly certain that COVID ran rampant through my entire family last year in February. My 11-year-old lost smell and taste, and we all got sick at the same time. So I'm assuming that was COVID, and we got it back in February, and that may have helped us get or stay safer during when it was really raging through the country because we had just gotten over it, just had it. But I feel better that now my mother-in-law has her second vaccine. My father-in-law has his second vaccine. My husband has his second vaccine. I have my second vaccine. My husband's grandparents are going to get their second vaccine this coming week. My husband's little brother will get his vaccine, second vaccine next month. My mom will get her first vaccine at the first week of March. So all of that is... It's very nice, and it's nice to have that peace of mind. Now, I just need the research coming out to definitively say we can't transmit it. It's looking great. The research that has come out looks very promising that we can't transmit it. 
but I need them to definitively say that. If they can definitively say that, then I will feel safer about going and doing things. Um, I know my husband is incredibly terrified of our children catching it. I'm not as terrified of it, especially the more and more people get vaccinated. I'm not going to run around maskless and non-social distancing, but I would feel better about, like I said, possibly doing weekend trips this summer, social distancing and wearing, you know, our masks, but able to get out and actually do something. And I think it'll do the kids really well to go do it. But that is all for this week, and I will see you next week.